Hello and welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Movies where we talk about the Indian genre films you've never heard of, the ones you can't hear enough about, and the ones you never want to hear about again. My name is Nathaniel Mirren. I'm the movie editor at AIPT. Joining me on these ongoing adventures is the host who knows exactly what to do when life hands him lemons. That's right, Pat. I'm Blake and I make lemonade, sir, and (laughs) copious amounts of it. I think it's illegal in some countries. (laughs) Probably. I will Probably. have to run it by Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Everybody's on Whoopi Watch. October's ended. Oh, Halloween's yeah. over. That means all of the horror news oh. is done. Like, we're never oh. going to hear anything about it again. Wrong. Except for this week where there's a shit ton of horror <laughs> news. So, yeah. um, uh. arguably, I mean, this is all pretty big news, actually. Well, one of it's just kind of weird. So Friday the 13th. Um, yeah. first one of the most popular franchises, if not the most popular horror franchise, has a horror prequel series coming to Peacock. How excited are you for that one? Yeah, I, if for the listener, I'm doing a hand motion and doing like a medium, <laughs> I'm medium excited. <laughs> it's eight, so A24 has got something to do with this, right? There's like some A24 people involved, or something. they're involved, which is actually kind of the, the, the part that makes me a little hesitant. Right. I'm like, dude, are they going to art up? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like eyebrows. I don't want highbrow. I, I don't want, yeah, I don't want highbrow slashers. No, I want like camp counselors, you know, with a boob out getting stabbed. You know, that's what I need. What I want. Yeah. Like um, this is, it, this didn't just happen. And this has been going on at Crystal Lake since like the thirties or forties or something. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm cool with it. Um, maybe the, yeah, maybe Jason's mom is more twisted than we realized. Or maybe yeah. she was the victim. Oh, I bet that's what it is. Oh, I bet I just yeah, nailed it. I didn't think it totally didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she was the victim of some slasher event. Well, uh, I don't know. I think it could be cool. I think I'm kind of starved for any crystal camp crystal lake Friday the 13th action. So yeah, I'm excited. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. Now uh hopefully they don't go the direction of the uh previous Friday the 13th series um back in the 80s 90s where it was which is a straight up anthology which I don't think I I don't think it had even anything to do with Crystal Lake or anything. I think there were some that were set in like the city and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Fr- Friday the 13th series took it was a antique shop. The uh, antique shop. Yeah, That's it was an antique shop. I yeah. love Friday the 13th series. It had nothing to do with, with <laughs> at all <laughs> like so i at first i was very disappointed by it but then i liked it because of what it was i never i was disappointed with it because i there was also the the friday the nightmare on elm street series right. which is exactly the same thing it had really nothing to do but freddy krueger like introduced him yeah he'd be like, <laughs> so, okay children <laughs> so that was kind of cool with me like they didn't have even if jason was obviously he's not gonna introduce introduce but even if right. he's just standing there there's someone stumbles on a hockey mask or something like and my kid brain would have appreciated it more but uh totally. I was a little disappointed yeah I, I i can guarantee you there will be machete foo and uh hockey mask foo probably burlap sack sure. sack uh will make an appearance i'm sure i'm sure they're gonna play you know it's gonna be fan service city but um oh absolutely i mean it better be <laughs> I, I i'm sure there'll be someone who's Skipping along, going cha 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 cha. You're gonna get all that good stuff. Um, For sure, they've released no details whatsoever about this, but uh, Brian Fuller is working on it. He has really cool credits, but um, he worked on uh, Hannibal for a while. That's uh, mm. which is uh, well, that's encouraging. Hannibal was good. 
Hannibal was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that show a lot. Speaking of which, um, Brian Fuller and uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who was uh, on Hannibal, they're reuniting on a horror movie called Dust Bunny. Check out this premise. It's about a guy who's helping out a a, a girl, a a little girl, who thinks there are monsters under her bed who have eaten her family. Okay. No, I'm, I don't know if Mads yeah. is the monster. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he's the little girl. <laughs> yeah. <I'm real> <laughs> but uh, um, that one sounds pretty cool too. I don't know what's going on with that. But Crystal, oh, that like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, I, I like Mads Mikkelsen. I'm a huge fan of. So uh, you're a big fan. Yeah, really cool dude. And uh, just such a goofy premise. That it sounds like. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, um, we also have. Now, speaking of goofy, but in a charming way another very popular franchise oh yeah actually we've talked about hellraiser being kind of like below the tier of uh the heavyweights like friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street so evil dead i think is really interesting because i would say it's not as popular as friday the 13th but i would argue that it's more respected and liked but like evil dead is like hardcore horror fans but people know about evil dead yeah that's yeah i think you yeah i think you nailed it i i think everybody's wanted to pick up the box with the skull with the eyeballs looking sideways at you. Yeah. Cause it looks, it actually looks like a shitty movie. <laughs> it looks like a like... shitty movie, but I love that cover, but yeah, it totally looks shitty Great. compared to the Friday the 13th cover and the iconic Freddy Krueger who was, you know, selling you Doritos and shit and Pepsi back in the day too. So like, yeah. you know, yeah, that you, I think you, you're totally right. The, Evil Dead has more reverence to it uh nowadays for sure i feel like its fan base is more diehard and they'll get pissed if you fuck with it the wrong way yeah and and um it's also the names getting out there more recently there was uh ash versus the evil dead that series of stars video game the video game that just came out um the um evil dead remake by fede alvarez out that was a few years back but that came out and uh, there was a documentary last week or last year called uh, Hail to the Deadites. That's that, right. Yeah, just about the fandom of Evil Dead. Um, Evil Dead, the next uh, chapter. and Well, actually, the whole new storyline is coming out in yeah. April. Evil Dead Rise. And they released the first picture for it. And uh, it's just a still. So you can only get so much yeah. out of it. But uh, I like what I saw. Yeah, it's it's a deadite looking woman. Kind of people-ish, as you said. Maybe some kind of like fisheye lens kind of situation but yeah hell yeah the poster looks great there's like a skull there's like a hand coming out of it i'm okay the, did you read the little premise like what the little thing's about uh, yeah i believe it takes place in like a high-rise apartment or something like uh, that. It, so it says a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh p- flesh possessing demons thrusting them into the primal battle for survival as they most face the most nightmarish version of their family oh shit (laughs) that sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean this sounds great and we were just talking over wings the other night about how we love good uh, female leads and stuff this looks great this looks like we're just chock full of that Uh, evil dead's always been good so like um the first two movies you know just cabin in the woods thing very Mm. simple and to the point but even army of darkness which is a little more fantastical and so i mean it's still like your basic good versus evil demons and good guys story (laughs) so i'm i love evil dead and i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with this um bruce campbell producing not going to be a part of this one but uh there's no reason to write it off because the Fetty Alvarez uh, Evil Dead was great. I think they have a tendency to pick people that they know are going to treat it with the right 
respect and stuff and the coolest thing about evil dead properties are they like kind of like you just said they can both be like really terrifying like truly scary and really fun and funny and 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 goofy along the way yeah i can't wait for this so april april 21st i believe it'll be here before we know it another release coming in february uh february (laughs) 15th in the middle of february we talked about this a while ago uh we got winnie the pooh blood and honey (laughs) Is the official title. <laughs> so that's around the corner. Uh, the guy who made that has already announced that, uh, and this is depends on, you know, the uh, reaction and ticket sales and all that. So this one, he's already working on a sequel for this Winnie the Pooh movie. And he's also announced that his next project, Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare. <laughs> I, I'm down with this new subgenre of just like, if something's in the public domain, I'm going to make it a horror movie. I love it. I love this idea. And um, at first, when you said it, I was like, oh, God, I'd, I don't need another Michael Jackson documentary. Please. Thank you very, <laughs> very much. That's true. That last one was horrifying. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. So, um, but yeah, no, I think this is, uh, I think this sounds great. I, I, yeah, I think this guy is really kind of Rees Freak Waterfield. What a name. He's, he's carving out his niche. While I haven't even seen Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey yet, I'm extremely eager for, <laughs> for whatever, whatever, whatever he decides to do. Let him go nuts. I mean, let's face it. These these uh, Winnie the Pooh, Peter the Pan. Well, actually, Peter Pan's interesting because there have been some like twisted takes on Peter Pan before. True. He's been a bad guy a lot. Uh, most recently in the Chippendale movie, he was actually the bad guy. <laughs> oh, that's all right. <laughs> in the Rescue Rangers movie, uh, but uh, but um, so Peter Pan will be. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, though, a little bit different, but this dude's basically taking, like, he's making clickbait movies. Basically. 100%. Like, and, and more power to them. I mean, this stuff is in, yeah. uh, in the public domain. Uh, I can't wait to see um, Snow White. I mean, the, it's right there in the name. Oh. Obviously, a story of racism. Of course. So, let's get it going. Sequel to that, The Grand Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, let's get this moving. <laughs> Pete's Grand Dragon. <laughs> okay okay enough of that i i figured we have something better to talk about right genre of the future thank you <laughs> so actually this might not be such a great change because the first movie comes out on november the 4th uh, it's oh. getting a limited theatrical release but it's also going to be on video on demand soft and quiet it's a Bloomhouse movie so immediately you think uh <laughs> you know truth or dare and fantasy island and you know all the stuff that they this movie's a real-time thriller which i actually saw this movie so i'll kind of talk a little bit about it but uh it's a real-time thriller and it's about a group of women they're all like-minded it's their inaugural meeting and uh something happens over the course of the day and you're kind of as the audience you go through their their entire day and so this movie is without a doubt the most disturbing movie i've seen this year i saw it back in march at south by southwest and uh i was um i was shaking when i when i watched it i was like like really like i was really really uncomfortable watching it it's um it's a throwback to exploitation movies of the 70s where um women are just horrifically abused it's ugly it's a very very ugly movie and it's um it's one of those things where you tell people like i don't know maybe you should check it out but uh i guarantee you there anybody who watches this movie 
anybody, everybody, they will absolutely walk away with some sort of feeling. I've seen reviews on both sides of it. Some people super pissed off about it. Other people talking about how brave with the story that it told. I'm kind of in the middle. (laughs) It's, um, I mean, cinematically, it doesn't do any, like the the real-time decision is such a good idea because last week you talked about, and this is a completely different subject, but you talked about the unrelenting terror of a suicide bid, like how it just never, ever lets you go. This movie, from the minute it starts, the second it starts, you're a little bit uneasy because you don't know what's going on. And the trailer does a good job of not letting you know exactly what's going, but you can kind of guess. In the beginning, you're really uneasy. You're kind of like, okay, I I don't know what's going on. And then the fact that it's real time, you know, you're in for a ride. And then the first revelation, and it's just a simple thing. Like the first revelation, you're like, oh my gosh, okay. These are what kind of people that I'm going to be hanging out with for the next hour and a half. And then it just goes to, and it's, it. honestly, I would say it is an exploitation movie. It's okay. It would fit very well next to Last House on the Left and all that shit. Like it's a horribly difficult watch like um <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things like i said like i would say to watch it but then i'm kind of like want to apologize ahead of time if you take my word and watch it and are offended by it because it's it's out there but uh i mean check out the trailer and i mean there's a trailer out there and it gives you an idea of the chaos because it is chaotic it's out there just the story is it's not a ripped out of the headline story but it's something any most people can relate to and the fact that it's real time, that's the thing that I can't get away from, that it just never, ever stops. stops. And that's what's the worst thing. You're there the entire time, and you watch this whole thing go by, and it does have a shitty ending, I will say that. Uh, like, shitty as in, it, like, emotionally, or it's a bad ending? I just didn't like the because You didn't enjoy the ending, okay. It was a Bloomhouse ending, I'll say oh, that. Oh, so, real <laughs> stupid. Incredibly grounded movie with... <laughs> a very weird to me the ending almost defeats the but then the rest of it is so fucked up and i'll I'll say the rest of it is so powerful and not and usually you say powerful and you're like ooh, like that moved me doesn't necessarily that's necessarily a good thing but it's it's moving and i think it it can get over that ending the ending's out of place for sure (laughs) so (laughs) the entire time you've been talking i've gone i'm definitely gonna gonna watch this oh fuck maybe maybe not no no no, okay no i'm now i'm definitely gonna watch it no fuck well maybe not (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't know what i'm gonna do no i well yeah because i just watched the trailer it i think i'm gonna have to check this out I would say check it out. I mean, you're you you have I think you a know, different. You know what I like, so or what I'm what can I not what I like. But what I'll, <laughs> well, what I, I know that you have I, I tolerate. Yeah, I know what you can stand, and because okay. uh, I know there's people who will watch this, and they'll. I, I, as a matter of fact, I can tell. I, I know that people w- w- walked out while watching, it, and I know that many people will not finish this movie. I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of people did not finish this movie, honestly. Uh, I know you'll sit through it all. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, I, I know you'll have super strong opinions about it too, because um, you're, I think the only way you opinion. can watch this, <laughs> the only way you can watch this and not have any sort of opinion whatsoever is if you're like just completely oblivious and brain dead to anything that's good. What your opinion is, is, you know, subjective, but uh, gotcha. have to feel something to watch in this movie. Okay. All yeah, right. I, yeah. I, I would say it's, worth a watch just <laughs> because there's nothing like it out there <laughs> yeah uh, but we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm, I'm hooked now <laughs> yeah it's yeah i think you should watch it uh, um 
one movie that uh totally totally different side of the spectrum <laughs> so uh we're recording this on thursday so we're a day away from the 100 true musical biopic weird the al yankovic story yes uh, yep that's how i feel I'm, I'm so excited to see this thing not not only is it one of my favorite um entertainers uh it's one of my favorite actors playing him uh, I, i'm a big daniel radcliffe guy he, Me too. he's had some he's had some stinkers here and there but i overall i really like him and for whatever reason after i saw the the images for this movie i was like oh he's perfect like he's, he's, he's great in it. he's like, gonna be great <laughs> so they've been showing the uh commercial and trailers more like i remember the initial trailer from a while back and now they've really been putting it out there which is great because i kind yeah. of was worried that it would get lost but um roku and uh the company behind it they're doing everything that they can to get the word out but um you talked about the images of it sometimes it's the small thing sometimes it really gets you like there's lots of uh scenes apparently with him topless and he's fucking ripped which yeah, is because he's just like you know kind of i want to say he's scrawny but he's a very yeah, skinny dude in real thin dude yeah. he ain't ripped <laughs> <laughs> that to me is like a hilarious oh, that's perfect yeah and uh i also love the part where uh apparently he's like he's having an argument with his band and it's one of those like i'm the true star of the band type thing <laughs> but i love he's screaming at them and he's like you're just a bunch of normals I'm the uh, weird one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that he decided to like, yeah, this is like the perfect time to do like just just this pure satire on his on him his career. And so have you ever have you ever seen him live? Have you ever seen Weird Al live? I have not had the opportunity. I know he was in El Paso in the past like three or four years. I did not. I think those tickets sold out fairly quickly. I, I was one of the lucky few who got tickets. Oh, how was it? <laughs> oh, it, it, I I tell people this all the time. I'm not exaggerating to say it was maybe it was a top three concert entertainment experience I've ever had. Because I, I mean, he he's a true he's a showman. He's an expert. And his band is incredibly talented and sounds every song that they cover, they play it perfectly. And they're doing costume changes. He, he changes his costume at virtually every song. I, I left that show with a whole new respect for like what he does as just an entertainer. You know, he's because he's a great musician, too. Um, he is. He, he is. is. I mean, it takes a very smart person to, you know, I mean, it really does to to make a parody song that isn't just like, oh, God, turn that off. You know what I mean? And I think there's probably a lot of people that are out there like turn that. But, right. right. But, but you know what? Out. And not only that, people know who he is because this oh. isn't like, yeah, back in when I was younger, it was like a surgeon and fat were the big ones. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's still putting out stuff like uh, you and I were talking about the living with a hernia song. He's done. <laughs> white and nerdy he did one for blurred oh, lines like yeah. I mean, <laughs> about grammar i think it was yeah uh, no he, he can't stop him his his brain never stopped he's awesome there was a, one of my favorites is tacky which is uh <laughs> which is happy happy yeah. <laughs> just amazing and uh you touched on daniel radcliffe and daniel radcliffe is a lot like another person we've talked about he's similar to robert pattinson in that uh, robert pattinson had that twilight money so he was able to you know fuck around for a while until people stopped calling him for jobs which is just it's stupid insane. daniel radcliffe he has that harry potter money so um he's been just like he's doing this weird he acted in horns a few years back right um, 
occasionally turns up in the bigger motion pictures. Like a few months back, he was in that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt and Channing Tatum. Uh, oh, was he? I didn't know he was in yeah, that. Yeah, he's, he's the villain in that, actually. Oh, which, really? Again, a departure. Cool. <laughs> he's like, cool. so he's like living his best life. And um, I love that he takes these chances because um, I know it's a different like uh movie experience world now but yeah he's not on netflix he's not on hulu he's not he's going to the roku channel and and right. he's not doing like you know he's not doing some big star not the weird alien but weird alien is a parody singer right. and this is gonna be a parody biopic but i mean he's he's out there doing it and it looks like he's giving it his all <laughs> yeah no i that's one of the things i love about him i feel like he never phones it in he's always He's always doing his best. They, even in the black, was it the woman in Lady in Black or what, Woman in Black? Uh, woman in Black, uh, I think it was. Woman yeah. in Black. Um, like that's not an awesome movie, no. but he tries. <laughs> he he acts his ass off in that movie. I, I I've always appreciated that. So yeah, you know this is just gonna be totally him selling out, uh, not in the bad way, but selling into the project and just being just awesome. And so yeah, it's perfect. I I, I can't wait for. I can't wait to see it. Really I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And there's um there's lots of parodies and satires, but musical biopics, there's mm. I think there's only a handful. I mean, obviously you got this is Spinal Tap, which you know right. <laughs> a different league. Right. But other than that, you got the that like Dewey Hedwig. Cox one. Head Headway kind of, but even that's more <laughs> that's, of a, a, yeah. a musical like the C B four, like yeah, Black Cat, CB4. like but I mean, there's not too many Dewey of the Cox or whatever. Yeah, the Dewey Cox one, which is uh, criminally underrated. Uh, it actually like that. is, dude. <laughs> right. I, that was on the other day, and I just happened to catch a little bit of it. And I was like, Hilarious. wow, this movie is actually really fucking funny. And that movie, and then we'll move on. So, I mean, this is about weird, yeah. but like right. uh, that movie, what I like about it is they play it fairly straight i mean it's ridiculous like <laughs> right. but there's parts of like kind of genuine as close as you can get to genuine emotion in, yeah, in satire. it does it like it uh does its best, yeah. it, it does what it can but it also has the rapid fire jokes uh so it's kind of it, it's not anything uh, it's not not like airplane but uh <laughs> But I think like weird looks like it's taking itself a little more serious, but not so much that you'll be like, oh, wow, like this is a true story. Right. No, I think it's going to be played extremely straight and serious, which is going to make it all the more, more ridiculous. Just like we've been talking about Police Squad, all that shit. I love all this. Yeah. Well, just like this is Spinal Tap. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is Spinal Tap. The most perfect satire yeah, i mean one of the one of the uh, stories that rob reiner tells about it is even though i think uh billy crystal makes a cameo in it like theater goers goers came out to it thinking like wow i wonder why i've never heard of that band before which which led to them selling actual records they you know, actually they... Did, like christmas albums and all <laughs> yeah. sorts of things so um but uh, this, I'm not, I'm not holding this to this is Spinal Tap because that's unfair for any movie. Wow. I, I, I'm, I just am excited to see this just to see it for what it Absolutely. is. Yes, let's get weird. Let's do it. And um, so, kind of, kind of slow news and, and genre of the future. So we have an interesting one because it's actually a movie that came out in the 1990s. It's coming to Shutter on November the 7th. It's called the English title is bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell yeah um, also known uh by some as the japanese evil day <laughs> now this trailer i know you just watched it pretty awesome stuff huh oh i am i'm very excited thank you shutter 
for for I I feel like they really know their audience, man. They're really Absolutely. they're really finding the stuff that are is like I've never heard of this Me not either. once. And the poster that they have up for it or whatever on IMDb is amazing. <laughs> and the trailer, which is like a minute and 15 seconds, is amazing. And this is gonna be uh, just a whole hell of a lot of fun. There, there's no less than 10 or cuts of flexing biceps in the trailer alone. <laughs> Exactly. Well, and the story for those who care, it's about a bodybuilder who's trapped in a haunted house, just has to make it through the night, yep. <laughs> like by pumping iron and surviving, man. And apparently, uh, chopping heads and hands off, and like, he's got a he, shotgun, apparently, maybe. And he's got a shotgun. We'll see if he attaches it to himself in any way. <laughs> um, this is also like, and when you know, you talk about Japanese films, and uh, we did Doctor Lamb earlier, so like. This is an indie film also. So I don't know what the independent scene is <laughs> like there, especially in 1995 or six or whenever they came up. But the fact that this is not just a movie from Japan and not just uh, apparently a, a ripoff of sorts, or at least something that pays homage to the evil dead, but it's also just, it looks like an indie movie that someone just, it looks like something some kids put together on it with some admittedly pretty cool special effects. If yeah. you're not a professional. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, man, this is kind of of the, uh, of the, like, yeah, they were just really loved American gore movies or, you know, gore movies in general, or probably Italian gore movies too. Yeah. And they just really were good at making fake blood and getting guts and slop. And they said, fuck it, let's make this, let's make this movie. I'm all about it. I'm all about this kind of stuff. This is the kind of shit that I that would like when you go to Alamo Draft House, they're playing it like, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck even is this thing? This is pure that. And I couldn't be more. It's incredibly low budget. I have no idea what to expect <laughs> as far as I, it can't be long. Is it an hour no, and two minutes? Probably, yeah, I was gonna Perfect. say it, it has to be about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what the uh filmmakers got for making this film but from the looks of it i'd say like five to six years in prison <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say a firm handshake and uh, and shown the door <laughs> so get weird on friday with al yankovic and then get really weird the next week with the japanese evil dead <laughs> Our first movie this week is an exploitation pick. Uh, it's, it's new, came out this year. Girl at the Window. It's directed by Mark Hartley. Uh, premise is very familiar. It's about a mother and her daughter. They've moved into a new home um, over the course of a few months. The mother starts a relationship with the guy next door. However, the daughter has been watching him from upstairs from her window she thinks there's something wrong with him uh and it's not a small thing she thinks he might be the serial killer that everyone's oh. been talking about so girl at the window it's a straight up generic premise uh but before we talk about the story is this the worst protagonist of the year and we've had quite a few bad ones i'm loving this is how this starts yes <laughs> easily not even close i'm glad close. that you feel that way because so like and, and spoiler alert, we're going to go over some things. will not ruin anyone's enjoyment of this movie. Like, <laughs> if you want to go and watch <laughs> right? Uh, uh, we won't get too deep into it, but we'll touch on some things. So um, when there's this type of movie, and this goes back to, like, you know, Rear Window from Alfred Hitchcock, like, the um, person who's doing the surveillance 
um, eventually they're going to turn in the potential killer or suspect, whatever the case may be. And it either turns out to be wrong or it turns out to be they were absolutely right or there's some sort of twist in there or whatever. Like, And everything goes as it should in this, but... You know, when those other movies scream, that's another one where that kind of happens, something similar. It happens in all sorts of genre movies. It happens all the time. In those movies, there's something about those characters where, like, you can understand why they feel that way. Or, I don't know, you can relate to them. She just straight up seems like she's targeting this poor guy. Yeah, I right. And I think the movie was trying to do it, but she's, like, unreliable, right? She's completely. like an un- a totally unreliable main character that you're supposed to be banking your entire worth of care on all this whole thing based on her perceptions, I guess, because she's so unreliable and just how she acts, that how she acts like as the acting, but like just how that character conducts herself completely irritating to me. Never once did I care about whether her being, whether she was right or not. I didn't never care. Not, not only did I not, you know what she reminded me of, and, and I'm sorry if this offends anybody, but she's like the old white woman who gets upset about the black people who move in across the street. Like yeah. she's convinced that they're selling drugs or doing right. something illicit out of their home. Right. Like she just absolutely is focused on it. And and you're right. They do kind of try to like mention, like build up like a, a backstory. There's some sort of subplot as to why she feels, but yeah. that goes away in the middle of film. Like So there's... um. There's a huge plot twist in the middle of the film. After that plot twist, all the suspense is gone. And there wasn't really that much to begin with. Like it has just because of the premise, there's just like kind of a, it has built in suspense. Did he do it? Did he not do it? What's going on? Why is he acting like that? It's completely gone by the second half. And they try to focus more on her story, but it adds nothing to the movie. I hate, I hate to admit this kind of stuff, but like, this is the kind of movie that like I just could not help but be like, let me look at my phone for a second. Let me check some fantasy football. Is that guy on the waiver wire? Right. And then I'd have to be like, you know what? Damn it. No. Rewind. Let me start that part over again. Let me see what she's trying to do here. But yeah, but like halfway through the movie, I was totally uninvested. I I had checked yeah. out and it had like all this weird fucking music that was like, did you notice how weird the music was? It was, was, are you talking about how it was like half thriller, half Disney channel? Yes. Yeah. Totally noticed that. Like (laughs) the movie is weird in that. So the first half, and and when we get to the second movie, we'll kind of talk a little bit about this, but like um, there's, there's some suspense in the first half. Like you're genuinely wondering what's going on. Why is he doing this? Is she right? right? Like, of course you're going to think all of this stuff. Come the second half, they decide that they're going to go with this, like, lighthearted family friendly comedy along with a weird cat and mouse thing which huge plot hole like the killer who they they straight up tell you who the killer is halfway through he's on the cover of the fucking poster he also does this amazing thing to where he's in the bedroom literally three or four (laughs) steps behind the mom um it's one of those like he's right behind you and then they turn around and they're not there and then you kind of wonder is it in her imagination or not except you know he's like a real real. thing and she hasn't seen him so there's no way that she could imagine this person being so you have to figure that it's the real person how the hell did he get out of that room in the space of someone turning their head (laughs) horrible i don't know yeah no i i even kind of lost like i felt my grip on what the actual story even was towards towards the the beginning of the third act 
I kind of had to go like, but wasn't she saying this and this? And what about that guy? Okay, but now, like you said, they totally shift gears to where it's not even thematically on the same page anymore. And it becomes like hard to follow. To me, I'm like, it was actually, <laughs> this is such a weird thing to say about this movie because it's kind of stupid. Like, um, <laughs> it's, um, it was confusing. <laughs> totally! <laughs> I was confused. Like, I hate this, that it was confusing. Yeah, me too, because it's very much like, it's it's very much like dot da dot da dot da dot like it's handholding yeah. so it shouldn't be that confusing but that scene where she's like oh there's someone behind you and then there wasn't someone behind her it was kind of like was that real right like, but it must be real because she doesn't know who the actual killer is so why would she see it as that person and then there's all this stuff about her past with her father and stuff so I don't know what the movie was going for. Maybe it was going for the whole what's real and what isn't. But you know what's real at this point. You're very aware of what's real at this point. You are. Like, bodies have been found. (laughs) And there's lots of bodies. Yeah, so there's, like, there's no imagination going on here. Like, so I was very, very confused, disappointed, and and really upset. (laughs) I was just very upset by this. Um, Another thing about this movie, and here's what's, more fresh because the movies that upset me the most are the ones where you're like okay that that could have been at the very least <laughs> mediocre <laughs> right, right and this has some really good gore scenes in it it does I'm like yeah it, it totally does actually and, but you had they they were kind of spaced out but yeah there was yeah. some good gore effects and like actually so yeah like you said the kills kind of cool sometimes yeah but but interwoven into like just a tapestry of nonsense uh, and I, 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 a lot of the fault I think is the pacing of this movie oh, because yeah. nothing sticks. Like it's going, um, it's just like set piece after set piece with nothing in between, really. So, I was even wondering if more than one person worked on it because of that. Actually, well, there's two people on the screenplay, but no, there's no, it's just one director. But no, I completely, I agree. It, it was, it was disjointed and and yeah, it's even to the point of it feeling incomplete by a certain director. Yeah, absolutely and and this is a, this is also a problem when you have an unlikable protagonist and you pretty much have no other characters like none of them are given much of anything i wish they'd have done more with the mom i mean she's i've seen her before and stuff and she's a good actress yeah, silent, silent hill yeah right exactly and she's you know she's pretty good and nothing nothing there and if i'm not i mean this is we're not spoiling anything but even at the when this thing is all buttoned up and at the very end, do they not kind of give you a wink kind of like a little scene where you're like, but yeah, maybe isn't there still, isn't there kind of like something like that towards the end of this that just really just buttons this up as being nonsense. Yeah, there is. And then <laughs> like, it literally ends with jokes. Like they literally <laughs> laugh off everything that's happened. And we're talking like people's eyes being ripped out multiple <laughs> deaths like uh, innocent people dying like i'm just (laughs) really 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 poor ending like there's no way you could justify the ending girl at the window (laughs) Uh, it's gonna be out in uh, digital and uh, video on demand as you're listening to this so blake see or no see girl at the window do not see this so i'll I'll, uh you're you're straight into the point so i'll be a little more roundabout but you mentioned earlier about how you were looking at your your, your, your phone checking yeah. the time seeing how much time was left on the phone on, on the movie you know yeah. i mean that's when there's a problem with the movie when you want to see how much time is left 
But you know, there's a real problem when you have to restart your phone because you're like, there's no way it was on. There's something wrong with the time. <laughs> when you think time is messed up, that's right. when you're watching a bad movie. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it, it was, it is such a, uh, a shame, actually. Oh, our feature presentation this week is a movie that everybody's talking about, but they're not saying anything. Oh. <laughs> Barbarian. So this is uh, Justin Long, uh, Pennywise Skarsgård, Georgina Campbell. Uh, they are the stars of a movie about keep it short and to the point. This is the logline. Um, two people are double booked at an Airbnb. That's where we're going to go. So this movie, um, it was kind of thrown out there. Small movie. Um, I don't think it was, <clears throat> it was, you know, poor movie made for a few million dollars. So they mm-hmm. probably assumed that it would uh make its money back in a little bit more but it's actually really through word of mouth it's really gotten out there and this movie people are and the big thing is don't talk about it don't read anything about it go into this thing blind so uh before we talk about the movie i want to say that uh, i've read nothing about this movie i only saw the trailer once in theaters i haven't talked to anybody about nothing at all but after the movie i was like okay i want to see what people think about it um it seems to be that most people really, really enjoy this movie. However, the people that don't like it have talked about how predictable it is. So my question to you, because I see that, and it seems like everyone who doesn't like it is saying that. My question to you is, what part? Because there's absolutely nothing in this movie that I could have predicted. Oh, fuck that. No (laughs) fucking way. No, that's, look, I get that this movie would be like most some people's like most hated movie of the year i totally and i could totally see why Mm -hmm. for numerous reasons actually but this movie is far from predictable as a matter of fact i found it about the least predictable movie that i've gone to the theaters for because i I actually went to the theaters for this guy and it was literally for what you just said it was man i'm kind of not sure what i just saw i really liked it but I don't want to tell you a word about it. And yeah. so this review on this here podcast is going to be mighty interesting for all y'all folks. I think what we're going to try to do is paint the portrait of exactly why you should see this movie. There's my spoiler warning there, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a movie that sets you up. It has like three setups each time you kind of get a whole different set of stuff to follow. And and characters to 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 watch and care about and uh, to get to know it does this in a really clever way and it keeps the, the tension and suspense ratcheted up the entire time i i think there's maybe like two times in this movie where it's not just like chaotic and and anxious Oh, I differ with you on a little thing. So, so the first, uh, first act, first 30 minutes, um, incredibly tense. Like, I mean, you don't know who to trust. You don't know what's true. What's not true. You just know that there's two people that have double booked an Airbnb. That's all that, you know, and as you're listening to the conversation, like I didn't trust either of them. I I didn't (laughs) trust either of them like it it could have been either one of them could have been setting up the other and the whole time i was just like okay like i was i was on edge the entire time the um, the rest of the movie 
it was never that tense to me at all. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, yeah you're right. You're right. I guess maybe not tension, like activity level, like constant, constant activity. And while, yes, it may not be as tense as that very first act, um, I think the what you're given after that is still it's a totally different set of tension. But yeah, it's not it's not the who who what what what's happening. It's not that you're right. You're right. For 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 me, so like I said, I think when when the horror became more visceral mm-hmm. and less psychological, I have to admit I was very disappointed. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, like the the end line, like Blake said, we're some spoilers here. Nothing too <laughs> crazy. I hope so. There, this is a movie that has a lot of tonal changes, and that's nothing. There's movies that change tones. All the previous movie we talked about, it changed tone. So, mm-hmm. um, the 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 first tonal change for me um and and a little bit of it was an adjustment because it goes from this tight tight storytelling to this almost like happy-go-lucky kind of (laughs) sunny california thing and uh it threw me for a loop so part of it was that like it had nothing to do with the writing it didn't okay it wasn't the movie i wasn't like pissed it was just like I was so caught up and then it pulled me <laughs> from that. And I was like, well, I was, I was really into that, you know? And then as things go along, like, and then, like you said, different type of tension, different type of circumstances, uh, all loads, all roads lead to Rome. So like <laughs> you, uh, you were right back to where you started kind of thing. Uh, I was initially uh, caught off guard when the there's future tonal changes like sure. i understood them more and i okay and i was really caught up in and it, <laughs> it like you said different type of tension it wasn't so much tension but i just wanted to see how everything worked out all right yeah like you knew there was going to be a lot of action of sorts you know you just didn't know how it was going to transpire so that that first tonal shift as you're as you've described it as perfectly as uh I, like I said, I think there was like maybe one other person in the theater with me who we were on like the same level, same page. When that tonal shift happened, like the way the movie cuts, it made me laugh out loud. Like that yeah. movie goes from, I literally laughed and kind of like looked around for like, like I hope, cause like that was on purpose. That was supposed to be a jarring, shocking, like what the fuck? You know, yeah, and- like <laughs> those like side by side, you couldn't yeah. get two more opposite scenes. So it, absolutely pulls you out of a moment and it does something to you mentally it does something to you physically too because you're watching it like that and all of a sudden you're like like it's um i i think this is for major major pictures because uh this was like you know big release in the theaters even though smaller end of the scale um i think this was a very brave movie because it did some crazy shit oh i i couldn't agree more man i i actually i think <laughs> one of my one of the guys at the brewery we were talking about this and he and i kind of thought the same thing that it was like uncomfortable and funny and like there was there was a there's a real comedy to it it's hilarious I, one of the, <laughs> one of the characters in particular shitty person because of what they wanted they were very entitled and stuff but they made some hilarious decisions <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite things in the whole movie and this is not a spoiler but this is well, just a kind of a glimpse at this character's like he, he hasn't been at this house in a long time and so when he discovers that there's like a like a basement like a little bit oh, bigger than he thought i, I loved it laughed out loud 
<laughs> he runs upstairs to see if it increases his property value and stuff. And the way they do it, and this goes, we, we just talked about jarring cuts and edits and taking for so um there's lots of discoveries in this movie to where it's like, oh shit, oh shit. Like, so he makes one of those discoveries, and you're like, oh man, like what's gonna happen next? The very next scene is him on Google. Like, <laughs> he's, so, like he's gonna tape measure, <laughs> check his square foot. Like, how much would my property be worth? Like, just so well done because oh, so that, that see this that was very similar to the first one because um you're you're in a situation to where like oh my gosh it's like history repeats itself like this is bad news and yeah this might be a shitty person but i don't know what the fuck's going down there's a shit bucket here like <laughs> this is this is scary shit it doesn't even go into and, and then they turn it around into a joke <laughs> yeah, <it's awful. laughs> it's and this joke continues for a while as as more revelations are made, he's like, he's in a good mood. He's like, hell yeah. <laughs> Let's bust out that tape measure. <laughs> like, absolutely. No, he was great. And um, we just watched uh, a movie. Um, man, I can't remember the name of it now. The just House along, of Darkness. House of Darkness. Yeah. And, um, you know, kind of a similar vibe uh, from, from, yeah. from Justin Long. And they're like almost like companion characters, really. Yeah, they're, they're he, buddies. They, they, yeah, they're totally, they that's the totally dude he was talking to on the phone. <laughs> and Tim. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, it, it's he, Justin Long in particular. Uh, I, I like when he um, really just lets loose. And he, he played that such like likable geek for so long that I love that he's gotten away from that. And now he's playing more of like a, well, he would be likable, but. Nah, yeah, he's, he's, not, not, he's, he's not at all. He's, he's a little on the douchey side. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Oh, like, yeah, I thought the character was like, I, I, I thought the exact same thing as you. Like, I'm thinking House of Darkness, but like the next level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this character, he's got kind of taking yeah. it to the next step. Yeah. But um, his performance, and I, and I think I've said this before on here, like every time I hear the name Justin Long, up until this year, actually, <laughs> I think like man, I don't like that guy. Then I'd see him and I'd be like, oh, he's like really good. Yeah, yeah, like why am I thinking that? So as I we've we've seen him a couple of times this yeah. year, and now I'm thinking like this guy is really Tusk, notwithstanding, this guy's a really good actor. Like he's great, man. I mean, Jeepers Creepers, he's kept his his horror pedigree up. You know, he's he's done the accepted movies and he's tried to do the romantic stuff and the real goofy shit. Yeah. But you know he's he's found his home I think uh, in the genre and uh, I always appreciate it when like an actor kind of like knows where his roots are and like continues yeah. to go back like Jamie Lee Curtis always did the same kind of stuff too and so like I, I I like that he's that he's right at home in the genre because he's great he is he is and and, and we spent some time to- talking about just long characters but um, Pennywise Skarsgård ah. this guy like he should be in rom coms and maybe maybe he's not the dude on the poster. But at the very least, he should be the really good friend. Like he absolutely, uh, Charlie Day. Um, that's the guy from yeah. Always Sunny, right? Mm-hmm. He was just in a rom com. He was the lead in one. Oh, he's great, and, and he was awesome in it. Like, he, yeah. not the traditional tall, you know, muscular, handsome dude, but the personality, the attitude, just the charm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's Pennywise Skarsgård. Forgetting what ends up happening to him, and because uh, right. not just forgetting that, just. The character in and of itself, I thought he would be great for a role. I thought this character was awesome. T- totally. The uh, I actually so I loved our two beginning leads, you know, yeah. and you know, Georgina's awesome. She's she's really great in this. Actually, I don't want that to be understated. She's yeah. She's to me is like really the highlight of the whole movie. But yeah, Skarsgård, he's got this uh, 
like you said, he he would be like the Matthew McConaughey or whatever would be like on the cover, but he would be end up being like the nice guy she ends up with because he yeah. plays like such a like genuine like his his joking and like flirt flirtatious thing seemed you know like he actually cared. And then when yeah. she was creeping out him, he was like, you know, who the like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he <laughs> was know? like genuinely worried. <laughs> yeah, he was like, was like you're the one fucking with me right now. And yeah. so yeah, he was incredibly likable and relatable. And yeah, you could tell I could totally see him. I could totally see him being a leading man. Absolutely. With his, with his weird ah. eye. I got one of those. <laughs> no, totally. Like he was like perfectly cast. And then Georgina, you mentioned because you have three main characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh she's so good in this. And uh, and I, I agree with you. I think she may well be the highlight of I mean, she's on the poster, so yeah. like she may well be the highlight, but I think what made her so good is how consistent her character mm-hmm. is. Like, I mean, you're rooting for her, but she's just she's a smart gal and like i loved how she was consistent throughout the entire movie because eventually in horror and genre and it's just part of this like they're gonna do something dumb they're gonna do something out of character they're gonna do something that doesn't make sense in for the character but i just throughout the entire thing i was totally behind her and enjoyed it and again that's forgetting what happens i don't not ruining it for anybody just in the moment type thing i really enjoyed her even when there's like a moment and like towards the end of the movie where she she makes a choice is all i'll say the choice isn't it's one that you're going like wow but it's not one that you're surprised about right like exactly like what you just said you're like no that's what she would do you know like that's actually what she would do and she handles it in a in a unique way and um yeah she was she was really great and even yeah just throughout throughout i'm trying not to say too much <laughs> i feel like i already have them tried uh, uh, the um so this movie and not we're not gonna talk about any particular details at all mm-hmm. but uh, i think you actually said the word earlier but there are a number of very uncomfortable moments in this and now i'm not just talking like genuine gen, just like you know your typical scares like there's some straight oh, no. up discomforting stuff to look at oh uh, yeah as a matter of fact this this movie is as far as like the effects and practicality of it it's one of the more realistic things I've seen, barring a scene or two, that wasn't just like out, you know, like horror movie style stuff. You know, it, it, it the visual stylings of it, uncomfortable. Um, there's one scene in a window that I really just kind of stuck with me, even. Um, right. Uh, and so there's, yeah, there's, and even when it does, like this movie can and does. And it's not trying to hide the fact that it's kind of over the top. Uh, oh, know. yeah, it absolutely leans into it. <laughs> right, right, right. But it doesn't do it in a way that, like, ruins it. I, I would even say, like, the, what are those, like, the hatchet movies? Like, I know that those whole ideas, uh, over the top, slasher, murder, killer. But, like, to right. even, they, they, they're a little bit too much for me. And I agree. The, the, this kind of this kind of walk the line of like no nah, that's that's on the ledge of too much but it, no it's not that's it, actually works all really well yeah like the way it does is it's in a way to where because um, some of the stuff that to, to me was very for, uh, uncomfortable it's foreshadowed very well and it's one of those like are they gonna do that oh, oh no no I think they're gonna do that they're doing it yeah <laughs> totally but and it's uh this goes back to what I was talking about earlier where I think it's a very brave movie because mm-hmm. um yeah you know movies that no one indie movies or they're going straight to the Roku channel or whatever the case mm-hmm. you can kind of get away with a lot more mm-hmm. but when you have test audiences and investors and you have you're, they've paid so much to put it in so many theaters like 
you have to be a little more careful. And right. it's like this movie, it's almost like pe- some like someone forgot about it and they just had free reign. Like <laughs> whatever crazy idea they had, they went with it. And uh, to your point, yes, it is over the top, but it never crosses that line. No, it, it doesn't. And it's, yeah, it's like maybe they watched the first, you know, third of it and we're like, ooh, this is creepy. Like, let's, yeah, send, just give them yeah. money. Let's do it. But it, it's, it, there, there is, yeah, it doesn't cross any line. There are moments, um, that are definitely um like cringy for like all the right reasons and like one one of the things that i thought this movie actually did really well it's like not i guess it's not cringe but just uh, just discomfort and uncomfort with like uh like looking down like a long hallway and like the the way the direction was on those shots where it's like man that made that hallway look extremely long and dark and creepy those were very subtle things that were good direction and subtle camera work and good stuff that are far from over the top that are really good in this. Yeah, like uh, any horror movie that's uh, worth its stock, like mm-hmm. it'll have good hallway shots. So that great, all yeah, exactly. Yeah, it absolutely needs that. So uh, my final question to you about this movie is: um, so this kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody expected this to be what it is. Now, what makes this movie so popular? I mean, this is totally opinion. Oh. Wow, my my opinion, there's like nothing like it. Like it has elements that are like other things, but like the way it handles things, like the risks that it takes, like the fact that it is so out there in some ways and so silly (laughs) in other ways. Like there's, I don't, there's no one to one comparison for this. I I agree with you. I agree with you. I I think, and I think the the kind of reverence that like us fans are giving it, where we're like not, we're choosing not to ruin it for our fellow horror companions, you know, our, our Halloween people out there need to enjoy this un, you know, adulterated, pure enjoyment. And so I think that's like adding to the mystique to it. And like enjoyment is that we've all kind of taken care of this movie for, for whatever reason, we do not take care of all of our movies like this, but we have on this one. And I think that's, that's very true. Kudos to everyone who's seen yes. this movie and has not gone on there. Cause because, when I went and saw this goes back way back when I went and saw um, the second Infinity was that Infinity War or Endgame? Endgame. Yeah. I went and saw Endgame and I just posted on Instagram because I was at the Alamo and I posted a picture of Alamo like here to see Endgame and someone put on there so and so and so and so are gonna die like within like five seconds of me posting that. Oh, see, like just like that. So kudos to everyone because um, now I have made it a point not to see anything about this movie, but yeah. even then, like you can't avoid. Game of Thrones stuff. You can't avoid. There was right. a point where you couldn't avoid Walking Dead stuff. Like, right. uh, like it's hard to do it. But this movie, I have not heard anything about. So thank you to everyone for yeah. not ruining this movie for me. So Blake, see ah. or no see Barbarian? It's on HBO Max right now, and it's probably still playing in theaters. I definitely see it. Um, I go spend theater bucks on it. Support it. It's it's a good movie. It's I had a great theater experience with it, even though it was like weird. And some people hated it. <laughs> I, I I enjoyed my theater experience with it. Uh, I rewatched it uh, on HBO Max, and it was a it was a super great at home movie too. So couldn't recommend it more. I completely agree with you. I have not had the opportunity to see it in theaters, unfortunately, but I did see it on HBO Max, and I enjoyed my time with this completely. Um, yes, I was taken aback by a lot of things, but 
to me, that's just good filmmaking. <laughs> it was supposed to do that to me. So overall, I very much enjoyed this movie. And I think everyone should see it. So uh, every weekend you can find us here. We're a part of the More Really Beautiful Podcast Network. Also, we're on YouTube. Um, we do have an open review policy. So if there's any independent Japanese movies you want us to talk about or any movies that everyone's talking about, but no one's giving any details about, <laughs> we can do that too. But uh, drop us a line. Please drop us a line on the old social medias where everything's nice and nothing bad ever happens on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Adventures and Movies. You can find Nathaniel Eckel and Patrick. He's on Instagram at Adventures and Nathan. I'm Blake. I'm on Twitter at Four Eyed Horror. Regina's out there somewhere. She's on Instagram at Danger Chavez. And next week we have a a, a literary scream, if you will. <laughs> Tune in for that. Something completely different for us next week, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify. Amazon Music has podcasts now. Um, wherever the best podcasts in the world are found, you'll find us there. Also, Morbidly Beautiful has us and YouTube. Uh, wherever you listen or watch us, drop us a line, to give us a rating, or just tell a friend to listen. And that's our cue. We will talk to you next week. Whoopi Goldberg.